Today on the show, I'm going to answer a listener question that was posted in the Facebook group and also talk about karma. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Please continue to share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes. And if you're enjoying the content that I'm providing for you, please make a donation. Go to the storyofmepodcast.com and on the contact page, there's a donate button and make a contribution to help cover the expenses of the podcast. You can also go on the website to submit questions that I will answer on the program and also connect with me on all social media. Okay, let's get to it. Beautiful am I Bountiful am I Blissful am I Welcome to the story of me with Amarjit Singh. This is where my guests and I share personal stories from our life and explore the psychological insights that were learned from these experiences. Each story will entertain you as well as increase your understanding of your own psychological patterns. Then, through the principles of yoga psychology, you will learn how to overcome the resistance that is holding you back from living a more fulfilling life. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode where I share my experiences in psychological understanding, interview guests, and answer listener questions. Now let's get started with the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding. Welcome to the show. For new listeners, my name is Amarjit Singh, and I am your host. And for old listeners, welcome back. It's good to have you again. I hope everyone is doing well today. I wanted to answer a question that I got on the Facebook group and related to a talk on karma. So the question I got was really about Episode 8, Effective Communication and the Bodhi Tree. The listener asks, how does the communication change when you actually find yourself surrounded by family members who, because of their own wounds, project onto you, and then you react because in the moment you falsely think it's about you? And she goes on to say that it's easy when such situations arise with a stranger that you're not going to see again, or for that fact, someone that you don't have a intimate relationship with, it makes it easier to deal with this. And why is that? Why is it more difficult when we surround ourselves by family to not react and communicate properly? Probably almost everyone knows that there are many conflicts that arise within the family framework, and they take a long time to overcome, and sometimes it seems like that no matter how old you get and how removed you get from the family, when you go back to visit them, the karma comes back to you. And so what is it? Why is it more difficult? Now, if we think about how this cycle of reincarnation works, is that we choose our family based on our karma. 
And so the people that are in your family and your friends and all the people that you encounter or most of the people you encounter, you have some previous karma or some karma with them to overcome. So you choose these parents, this family, to overcome particular karma. And it seems that we tend to overreact or react or become more sensitive when we're around our family. And the reason for this is that often we project our own karma onto them and we see their karma, which is in some respect related to ours or directly related to ours. And so there's a lot of our own fear that we're going to wind up like this person or we're going to, we are acting like this person. And what we want to do is we want to be independent. We want to not see our karma in someone else because the things that you project onto other people, you see. So if you're, for example, an angry person, you can see the anger in everyone. Even if they don't have it or just have a little, you see it because you're projecting. So when we see our family, we see these interactions, we begin to project and we identify with aspects that they have that maybe we don't see so closely or that we're fearful that we have. And so we become more sensitive and more reactive to the family members because of this. And what is necessary to overcome this? How do we not become so reactive is to understand that what we see in them is maybe something that we don't want to see in ourselves and that we have some aspect of this or some reaction to this that is intimate to ourselves. This first step with anyone you interact with is to try to have compassion to understand these habit patterns, to try to see them in a different light without judgment so that you can then use this understanding for yourself because there's probably some aspect of this karma that you're seeing in them within you. Because remember, you picked this family to draw this karma out, to work on this karma, to enact and manifest this karma. And they are just the mirror for you to look into yourself. And if you're having difficulty having compassion for them, how much compassion do you have for yourself? The other thing is, what is really karma? What are we talking about when we talk about karma? The word karma just means action. And this is cause and effect. And intellectually, Many people understand this. They understand, okay, karma is cause and effect. One cause has an effect. Then that effect has another cause, which then creates another effect. However, most people lack this understanding of memory because they focus on the effect and don't remember the cause. Because we look at the things that are happening in our life. And we say, oh, this is because when I was a child, my parents did this, or this happened, or I grew up in this environment. And 
we project our karma onto that and we say this was the cause. And we really lack the memory to understand the initial cause. Because you, you don't remember you are the cause of your circumstances instead of thinking that you are the victim. And we do this a lot, especially in today's societies. We have this victim mentality because people want to be looked at as a victim so they can have empathy or people can have empathy for them. But this idea of being a victim is really not helpful in any way because, one, it lacks the true understanding of cause and effect most of the time. And I'll tell you a little story about my own karma that will show you how we misunderstand the initial cause and we then react to what we think is the cause. We try to overcome our habit patterns by trying to find the cause and we stop at the childhood as the beginning of the habit patterns. And this may be the case for some patterns, but generally it isn't. In fact, there's a psychiatrist, uh, one of the founders of the field of transpersonal psychology and a researcher into the use of non-ordinary states of consciousness. His name is Stanislav Grof, and he did a study about the way people were born. So, for example, if the birth was a difficult birth where they needed to use instruments to pull the baby out of the mother, this person was an anxious person. And they correlated all these different attributes to the way they were born to their personality. And my belief is that while it's a difficult to prove this scientifically, is that their birth was like this because of their karma. And this just projected this vibration on them to continue throughout their life. It's a really interesting study. He also studied the type of birth related to if the person committed suicide, how their suicide would be. So, for example, if the mother was on a lot of the uh, drugs to help her get through the birth, the person, if they committed suicide, would be through drugs. If the birth was very bloody, then this person would have more of a violent suicide. And they showed a significant correlation between the type of birth and the method of suicide. But again, I believe that this goes beyond just the birth that this is the habit pattern of this consciousness before it even enters the mother. And I've been able to determine this as well through when I read hands and I look at the fingerprints. When you look at the hands, the lines in the shape of the hand can change depending on what's going on in your life and your reaction towards it. And so we say in hand reading that these are personality type of features that we're able to read in the lines and the shape of the hand. However, the fingerprints are different. The fingerprints never change. They're created the 16th week into the mother's womb, 
And in yoga philosophy, this is when the soul enters the body. And they have this code, and this code tells us what the strongest qualities a person has and what the weakest qualities they have. So we can translate this to say the strongest are their life purpose, what they've come here to do in this lifetime, and the weakest are their life lessons, what they came here in order to learn. And again, these are created the 16th week in the mother's womb. And when I read these, it's easy to see that these habit patterns that they're blaming on their parents or they're blaming on their life circumstances began before they were born. And so then how can you say that this is because of my environment or because of what has happened to me? And you can go back and listen to episode 20, where I had Richard Unger, the person who discovered how to read the fingerprints in this way. Uh, He's an expert hand reader and one of the biggest contributors to hand analysis in, in at least our lifetime, but probably ever. He's a very interesting guy. And uh, it's a very great tool to be able to know this about yourself and to put it into this framework of the soul's journey. But it just goes to show you how these habit patterns that you think came about because of your victimization in this lifetime or because of your traumas in this lifetime didn't. In fact, they were necessary to help you learn something that you haven't been able to learn, that you haven't experienced from this perspective. And I can share with you a story from myself to give you an example of how this is. Now, this is a very personal story, and I thought about if I wanted to share this or not, but I think it's important for me in this podcast to be different than my teachings where I'm talking about my personal experience and how I've come to these conclusions, how I've experienced this understanding of different aspects of consciousness. And this one of karma is very profound and explains a lot of my early childhood and a lot of the challenges that I have and continue to experience in this lifetime. And this one in particular is related to my father. Now, I grew up in a family, a big family that was middle class, lower middle class at times, and not highly educated. My my father began as a construction worker and eventually became a home inspector and and before I was born had some substance problems with heroin addiction and uh, which were resolved before I was born I didn't know much about this aspect of him but he grew up in a Italian neighborhood in the east coast in New Jersey that was at that time, quite violent, a lot of fighting, a lot of aggression, you know, the lower middle class families, you know, a lot of fighting with the children and and this type of thing. And so when I grew up, my early memories are of him trying to teach me how to fight 
and in fact forcing me to fight. And I was not really so interested. In fact, I have a very vivid memory of when I was probably, oh, I think about three or four years old, of him telling me, if you ever walk away from a fight, I'm going to, as he said, it kick your ass when you come home. And I remember at four years old thinking to myself, this doesn't seem right. And so I had a lot of resentment for this, and there was a little bit of violence in our household, physical violence and emotional violence, and I really resented him for this because I turned out to be kind of angry as a child and then would get into lots of fights because this is how I was taught. And I blamed him for this. It took me a long time to really let go of this aggression because it was kind of an instinct for me, and especially for people who were close, because here I am, you know, growing up in this house with the people who I feel are supposed to protect me, and there is violence. And so this is a habit pattern that I had to really learn to and still I'm learning to learn how to accept love and not resent people that are close to me because of this protection that I put up. But one day during a deep meditation uh, many years ago, I was meditating and I got into a very, very deep meditation and had a vision of a past life. I can't tell you how long it lasted. It could have been one minute. It could have been 10 minutes. It could have been 10 seconds. I really don't know because time kind of stopped for me. And it was like watching a scene in a movie. I didn't recognize the look of any of the people, but the energy I felt of all the people was very specific. And the one person who was standing next to me in this vision was my father. And it was an interesting environment. It was a prison, and the prison was quite old. I don't, I can't tell you what year this was or what country it was or anything like that. But what I can tell you is that I wasn't a very big or muscular person, yet my father in this environment or in this vision was quite big and strong. In fact, he was bigger and stronger than everyone else in the prison, in this group of people that I was talking to. There was maybe, I don't know, five of us talking. And I was kind of like I am now, a little too clever for my (laughs) well-being. And so I was manipulating people through my words. And when I would do this and people would get irritated with me, I would manipulate the person who was standing next to me, the big person, my father, to do my fighting for me. And so it was very powerful vision. And if we think of about this, is what I was doing is I was making him do my fighting. And what was he doing as I was growing up? He was teaching me how to fight, to protect myself. And who was the initial cause of this karma, right? This whole time I blamed him for 
being the person who was forcing me to be violent and forcing me in this situation that I didn't like. But then after this vision, who was the initiator of this? And it was me. I was the cause of this karma, at least according to this lifetime. Who knows about previous lifetimes? But according to this past life vision that I had, I was the initiator of this karma. And it took a lot of this resentment away from me. Not immediately and not completely, because it's still difficult. right? We grow up in this young life, and our habit patterns we feel are molded because of whatever is going on. But when we look at it in its true cause and effect form, we see that it didn't begin in this lifetime. And we can say, if we look at this lifetime, if I were to go to a psychologist or if someone were to look at this family and this action and what was going on, we can say that I was a victim, right? I was being victimized. However, with this new understanding of this vision I had from a past life, who is the victim? Because wasn't I creating karma by manipulating him to fight for me, to do things that he didn't probably want to do in the same way that it happened in this lifetime. But in this lifetime, his understanding was maybe just looking out to protect me or for me to learn how to protect myself. Not that he was aware of this or understands this and, you know, he's not a very spiritual person in this respect of understanding karma in this way and cause and effect. But from my understanding, it really helped. It helped me to see that when we think of ourselves as a victim, we really aren't. Not to say that we haven't been traumatized and that we haven't had something very profound happen to us, But I would be very careful saying I am the victim. Because what does this do? It casts judgment. It makes you think less of yourself, that something is wrong with me. Why is this happening to me? But if we understand it in its totality of of beyond time and space, we realize that there is no victims. There's only these experiences. And these experiences are just cause and effect. And if we can learn to take the judgment away and learn to project compassion, we can remove this karma. Because what continues these habit patterns is your resistance to them. The more you resist what is happening, the more it's going to happen. The first step to understanding and resolving any issue is acceptance. If you can't accept something, you're never going to understand it fully because this means that you're judging it and judgment clouds your perception. It alters the way you see things. And going back to this listener's question, why she is having difficulty not reacting to her family in these circumstances is because there's a lot of judgment. And that judgment is projected onto them, but it's really judgment about the self, saying, I don't want to be like this. I don't want to be the victim of this. 
and not recognizing that you are the cause and the victim at the same time. And the way to understand this is by removing this victim mentality and just understanding cause and effect. And not saying that everyone is a great person and everyone is doing perfect, but we all have our challenges and everyone is trying their best in some way, but they lack understanding. We often say that there is good and evil, but this is untrue. There is no such thing as evil. There is just a lack of understanding. So there is understanding and a lack of understanding, because if you understood the consequences, the cause and effect of your actions, you would not do them in, in the actions that are negative. Because when you harm someone else, what you're doing is you're harming yourself. You're causing that initial cause to have this effect come back to you. Or you are the effect of a cause from a previous life, and now you're acting it out. Either way, you are harming yourself. And it just is a lack of understanding, because once we understand that we're harming ourselves, it makes it easier to behave in the proper way, in the neutral way, in the way that shows compassion for the people around you and also the compassion for yourself. Because all this is is just your projections. The reason you're reacting so strongly is because there's something you're afraid of about yourself that you have that you see in them. And so the easiest way to remove all your karma is to stop reacting, to stop resisting and just accept. Because it's this resisting that perpetuates it. Think about the way you behave, your habit patterns to particular experiences. For example, a common one, and also one that I used to engage in, is that you are in a group of people and you feel disconnected. You feel that maybe they're not appreciating you and you feel left out. You don't feel it. And so what do you do is you start to isolate yourself. You say, well, if they're not going to do as I wish and I, they're not going to connect to me, I'm going to just remove myself. And what is happening is you're perpetuating the issue that you don't want. You know, you want to feel connected. You want to feel part of the group of people or part of this environment, but you're removing yourself as a punishment towards them, but you're really punishing yourself. And you're perpetuating what you don't want to happen to happen. And uh, I can tell you I'm guilty of it, and maybe I, I still will be in some aspects of my life, but you have to recognize this and you have to say, okay, I'm not going to resist this. And so what I would do in these circumstances and say, okay, I feel disconnected, I feel excluded, but I'm going to just continue to participate and stop the judgment. And eventually you recognize that it was just your projections. Maybe there was some truth to it, but most of the time it wasn't. It was just your projections that you saw maybe a little bit of it and you just blew this into a bigger aspect. But now if you can just accept and say, okay, I see how I feel. I see what is going on. 
but I'm just going to be present. I'm going to let go of the judgment and just accept this is the situation and not continue this habit pattern. Because like I've talked about in the last episode and many episodes, what is your habit pattern, but you observe something from one of the senses, you have a thought about it, whether you like this or don't like this, and it creates a physical sensation, and then you react to this physical sensation with some behavior. In my case, I would feel this physical sensation of loneliness or being left out or being not appreciated. And when I would experience this physical sensation, I would remove myself from from this environment. And that was the behavior, the habit pattern. And that's how your habit patterns are formed. And so what you do is when you experience that physical sensation of this neglect or whatever you want to call it, in my circumstance, then you just say, okay, I I can experience this. I feel this and my impulse is to leave, is to withdraw. But I know this is going to perpetuate the situation. I'm going to just stay. I'm going to maintain myself here and try to act and project neutrality without judgment, with just acceptance. And so this example I gave you from my own life, which was a very personal and a big part of my experience in this lifetime, just shows you how complicated, in some respect, this karma is that we can't just look at the effects, and think we're the victim. We have to understand that the cause can go lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes in the past. And that maybe we are the perpetrators. And if you can look at it from this perspective and just have compassion for the people and try to have the compassion for yourself to take away this victim mentality, Because this victim mentality does not help you. It limits you. It limits your experience in life. It limits your understanding in life. And it will limit everything about your life. I'm not saying to ignore trauma, ignore the difficult violations that may have happened to you. But try to do it from a place of compassion, a place of understanding. Of course, if you're in an environment where the people are harming you, yeah, you need to remove yourself from this. But if you can learn how to negotiate this environment through this compassion and understanding, maybe you can not only help yourself, but help the karma of the people around you. And isn't this really what life is about? It's about spreading this love that you have inside of yourself to everything that is around you, because this is the adhesive, this is the connection, the glue that binds all, right? And this is what this world needs, especially now, is to really find this compassion and understanding and acceptance And understand that the more violent or the more reactive you become, the more you need to look inside. Because it's saying that there's something that you're 
afraid of or that you're fear, fearful of or that you are neglecting in yourself. Instead of thinking about this cause and effect and continuing this pattern, you have to walk the path of Dharma. So if you listen to the episode I did on Vipassana and Buddhism and talked about Buddha's first words when he became enlightened, he started to have these visions from one life to another life to another life and said, from life to life I've run. I've run from one life to the other life trying to find the person who was creating these lives. And he found this person, and this was him. He was the one creating these lives through his karma. He, every cause and effect you have, you have to relive this, and you have to continue this. And so he worked on and worked on it because of the things he learned in one life and brought it on to the next life and said, now there is no more houses for you to build. I've took away all your supplies. There's nothing to construct a house. I've took away all my karma. And this is walking the path of Dharma, finding your purpose in this life and aligning yourself with these teachings, whether it's the Buddha teachings or or the teachings of Sikhism or the teachings of Hinduism, but of the Dharma, of your path, the good path of not creating harm and making sure that your actions are a ripple effect that are positive in helping all those, not just around you, but around the people that are around you. And if you have this intention, of course, we're not perfect and we have issues where we have bad days or bad weeks or bad experiences that get us down and we have difficulty living to the fullest of our capacity of love, but we have to keep trying. Because as long as you're persistent, you will succeed. Eventually, you will be self-realized. Maybe not in this lifetime, maybe not in the next 10 or 15 or 1,000, but eventually, if you continue down this path, you will be self-realized. You will be enlightened. And you have to stop thinking of this cause and effect in terms of just this lifespan. Imagine that you're reading a book right before bed, and you don't finish it. What do you do? Well, you fold the page where you stopped, or you put a little bookmark in there and you close it. And the next day, when you read the book again, do you start from the beginning? No, you start from where you left off. And this is what we do with each life. And so don't think of this as a race in this lifetime. Think of it as a marathon that's continuous and going from lifetime to lifetime. And everything you do in this lifetime will put you that much closer in the next life. Or if you're creating lots of karma, it will pull you that much further back. But it's possible to let go of all your karma instantly. But you need to understand, you need to accept, and you need to love. 
I'd like to tell you about Sing Flutes. These are flutes that are made by me. They're handcrafted Native American-style flutes designed for sound healing. The flutes are tuned to the frequency of 432 hertz, the harmonic intonation of nature. The fundamental note of each flute is in a key to vibrate a particular chakra. Whether you are playing for others or yourself, listening to 432 hertz music resonates inside the body. In fact, they did a medical study where they hooked people up to a brain and heart monitor and played different instruments to them. The Native American-style flute had the most impact in relaxing them. If you're a yoga teacher, it's a great instrument to incorporate into your classes. What I do is I have an app on my iPad that has the sounds of nature, and I'll put on the sounds of rain and play over this to the students at the end of the class. It's a very intuitive instrument to play. There's no musical knowledge necessary to get started. Each flute is unique since they're handmade. I put different artwork on them. I put mantras on them related to the chakras that they're tuned to. So go check them out at singflutes.com, S-I-N-G-H-F-L-U-T-E-S.com. Use the discount code, the story of me podcast and get 10% off. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the program. Again, remember that you need to accept. Acceptance is the key to everything because acceptance is the precursor to understanding. It is the first step in love. So learn to accept with yourself and with others around you and then shine your compassion on them and reflect it back towards yourself. So again, go to thestoryofmepodcast.com and submit your own questions for the program. You can also find the links to all the social media, my YouTube channel that I'm going to begin. And you can also go on the website and make a donation. Okay, until the next time, from the podcast that awakens your inner power through awareness and understanding, allow love to be the current that carries your words and actions. Why? Why? Why?